The Daniel Jones era has started, and it started hot with a thrilling comeback victory against the Tampa Bay Bucks, showing that he might be our QB for the next 15 years. But before the next 15 years, the Washington Redskins come to town, a team that couldn't shut their mouth all offseason, a team full of Landon Collins, the most overpaid safety in all the NFL, saying he wants to fight Dave Gettleman. Josh Norman saying, thank you, Dave Gettleman. It's your 0-3 with Dan Snyder as your owner and getting burnt every single week. They're trying to fix Eric Flowers. Good luck with that. Dwayne Haskins can't even get on the field. Chuckle at that. This game's personal. This game's war. So let's go to war. I don't know what you had in mind, but here we stand on opposing sides. Let's go to war. Let's go to war! Welcome to Talking Giants Week 4 Preview. The Washington Redskins come to town. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, coming to you previously recorded with my co-host, Danny King. Danny, we're coming off of a win. We're feeling good. We're feeling cocky. We got an 0-3 Redskins team coming to town. But it's a team I don't think we can underestimate because they have played a really tough schedule. They played Philly. And Philly, I understand they're one and two, and possibly one and three when you're listening to this. Uh, Dallas, who we saw how good they are, and then a Chicago Bears team where their defense is just their defense is the best defense in the NFL. So while they're own three, and while they aren't a good team, they're not as bad as they've looked in these first three games. That being said, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to stomp some Redskins. They. I tell you what, man, they, Redskins fans might be the most miserable people on earth. I think they might have been worse than Browns fans. At least Browns fans laughed at themselves. I mean, I, I go I, for each game, I join that team's Reddit to get news. And it's hard to get any news from their Reddit. It's, it clogs my feet up because they are just complaining and complaining about Dan Snyder. They want Dan Snyder gone. Uh, this whole QB situation. Jay Gruden could very well be fired on Monday. It's a team that is a mess. That being said, we got to beat this team. We can't let a team that's a mess beat us. Uh, we we got to build off of last week. Saquon's not here. Well, you know, we'll get into all that. But nonetheless, this is a big game for us because two and two is a lot different than one and three. No, yeah, you cannot underrate underestimate the Washington Redskins. We were being underestimated in some big games, like the 2017 game against the Chiefs. No one gave us a shot, and we went out there and upset the Chiefs. We no one gave us a shot against the Bears last year. We went out there and upset the Bears. I don't underestimate any team, no matter how bad they are, because there's always that thought in the back of my mind that's like, yeah, they're bad, but what if this is their game? 
So and I'm, our defense I'm, is bad. Yeah, that's another thing. Our defense. <laughs> I still don't trust them. They play two good quarters, but guess what? There's still I still see who's out there, and we're missing at least one key piece in our goal tree this week. But no, uh, the Redskins. I'm with you. I, I mean, I I feel bad for Redskins fans to a point because like. You saw that Monday Night Football game became a Chicago Bears home game. Like, the fans just left. I remember when we were uh, f- physically, like, destroying the Redskins last year when, like, it, like the whole Redskins fan base just left the stadium. They're, they're just not a good team. And the fact that Jay Gruden is still a coach shocks me. And I'm with you. I, this is his last year. There's no way whoever the GM is of the Redskins. Is, is, what is Dan Snyder? He an owner? I think he's the owner of the Redskins, right? Yeah, he's the owner. Bruce yeah, Allen, the, the GM. They, yeah. they literally have fire everybody threads. Yeah, like, there's no way Jay Gruden will be the head coach after this year. I And, yeah, there's just he's just terrible. Or I can't say he's terrible. They just haven't given him good cards sometimes. But this year, I mean, they gave him some decent players, and so far, some of those players have not contributed. But... Yeah, you don't underestimate the Washington Redskins, no matter Jay, how bad they are. I don't want to like talk about the whole Redskins situation too much because that's not what this show's about. Yeah, but we're not talking Redskins. Jay Gruden, he knows he's getting fired. He knows he's getting fired, and I think he's being stubborn. I think he just hates. I think he thinks Dwayne Haskins sucks. He didn't want Dwayne Haskins. Redskins fans and people, I think that was not made clear, but it's pretty well known that Dwayne Haskins was not Jay Gruden's guy. He doesn't want Dwayne Haskins. He doesn't believe in Dwayne Haskins. Um, I mean, because after, you know, what, what's the point of starting Case Keenum? And if they weren't going to start Case Keenum this week, it would have been Colt McCoy. I believe he knows he's getting fired. And he's like, you know what? If I'm going to get fired, I'm going to do it my way. I'm not I'm not going to play this kid. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to play the best guys and put out the best kind of tape so I could get the job that I, I want after this. Yeah, I 100% Dan, Daniel Jones was their guy. I think if – Anyone, they were the team that wanted Daniel Jones. And I think I, Daniel Jones might have been Jay Gruden's guy. I don't know about the GM and the yeah, owner. Yeah, he was definitely Jay Gruden's guy. That That's where I was trying to get at. But, I mean, you saw Dwayne Haskins. He was sitting on the sideline, and he looked miserable not being able to play. He didn't even look like he was interested in figuring out what Case Keenum was doing wrong. I mean, that's the difference right there between uh, Jones and uh, Haskins. Jones was, obviously, no one loves to be on the sideline, but he took it with pride that he studied what Eli was doing. So, yeah, I mean, we'll get into the Redskins as a whole, but they're not a good team. Their coach isn't good. I'm not saying he's Ben McAdoo levels bad, but, like, he just, to me, almost looks like a Ben McAdoo, but he hasn't lost the locker room yet. Yeah, so let's let's go... Talk about uh, some of the roster moves, and then we'll talk about our offense versus their defense. Russell Shepard moved to the IR. That pretty much means he's done for the season. I don't see them bringing him back, even if he's healthy, especially with Golden Tate coming back in a week. And this whole running back two situation, like, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? Once they didn't assign anybody on Wednesday, I thought it was pretty clear that they were going to move John Hillman up. And that's exactly what he did. And he will be the second running back. Uh, Elijah Penny's a, a fullback, although they might put him some in some like tailback carries. So John Hillman is the number two guy. John Hillman's a guy that I he, we've actually had him on the show, but he's a guy that I, I don't have a whole lot of faith in. Uh, I'm not like counting him out and saying he can't be good. But I, I, you know, going way back, I was big on Rob Martin. I thought, you know, Rob Martin was more productive at Rutgers than uh, Hillman was. He had a better preseason in 2018 than Hillman did in 19. Nonetheless, Hillman looked good in the preseason. Um, You know, he played at bad Boston College and Rutgers teams. 
So, you know, maybe he can go out, and I, I fully expect him to get a few carries. Uh, it, it'll be interesting to see how they use him, because I do think this is a game where we should run the ball. No, it is a game where we will run a ball, and Wayne Gallman is a Saquon Barkley. As we, if we could have Saquon Barkley out there for every single snap if we want to, but yes, Wayne Gallman obviously got he's just not Saquon. So John Hilleman will see plenty of snaps. I mean, yeah, he had a good preseason. It's just a good opportunity to go out there and, and prove himself, and it's just another opportunity to see if Dave Gellman maybe got another diamond in the rough. Because as much as Wayne Gallman's playing for a future contract, maybe the Giants see John Hilleman think maybe he's the guy that can replace Wayne Gallman. So it's a huge opportunity for both those guys on for at least the next few weeks going forward. Yeah, so let's talk about our offense. Let's start with Daniel Jones. That's what the people come for. That's what gets the people excited. As a whole, I think the offense will have a very good game. And that's not I don't think that's me underestimating the Redskins. I think the offense will have a very good game. The Redskins in general aren't going to blitz a whole lot. They're going to run for, rush for and drop back in coverage. With Eli Manning, that's scary because, you know, we've seen teams do that and it kind of eliminate him and, and it turns into check down Charlie. With Daniel Jones and, and moving him around and his willingness to go downfield, uh, I think that plays right into it. You know, Daniel Jones, we saw against Tampa, can read a defense. He knows when this guy cuts in, you go to this, the outside guy, you know, little stuff like that. I fully believe Daniel Jones have a really good game. Um, in fact, I mean, every every QB they've played has had a really good game. Hold on, I'm pulling up the stats. Um, and I, I believe we do need to run the ball. But uh, week, week one, uh, Carson Wentz, 28 for 39, 313 yards, three touchdowns. Dak Prescott, 26 for 30, 269 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. The interception was on a, a drop pass from his receiver that got tipped up. And then uh, Trubisky went 25 of 31, who Trubisky has been struggling uh, for 231, three touchdowns and one interception. In total, they complete, out of all those three guys, they're completing 79% of his, their passes. That's insane. That is an unbelievable number for a three-game stretch. Um, and then nine touchdowns and the two interceptions. So Daniel Jones, while he may have growing pains in the season, have bad games, I don't expect this to be one. I think Daniel Jones will be able to operate pretty well in this one. I'm not saying we're looking at uh, another Giants Redskins, that second meeting last year type game, but I'm with you. The Redskins defense has made many quarterbacks look good this year. As you said, Mitch Trubisky, he has not been good this year, but on Monday night, Mitch Trubisky looked like an amazing football player. I mean, James Winston, I did not think much of James Winston. And then last week, the Giants defense made him look like almost an impressive guy. Heck, I think the Giants defense gave uh, Dak Prescott that contract off that one game. But no, Daniel Jones, I expect to go out there and dominate this Redskins defense because the weapons around him will help this make this game easier. We'll get into everyone individually. But yeah, this is not, if Daniel Jones has growing pains this game, then I guess so be it. He's a rookie. But this isn't the game where I'm suspecting the growing pains because Washington's defense, the first week, they were impressive for at least the first two quarters, and then halftime came along, and they just fell off the map, and they keep falling off that map. So I don't expect much in the terms of the Redskins' defense doing anything to really scare Daniel Jones. He wasn't scared against the Bucks' pass rush. What are the Redskins going to do to scare him? I mean, they have more tape than the Bucks did on him in regular season action, but still... Uh, the rest of his defense just hasn't scared me in these past few weeks. Yeah, Evan Ingram should have a huge game. They got we we know Landon Collins better than anybody. We know them better than the Redskins do. 
Evan Ingram should have a huge game. He should have big games all year, but more so this week with Landon Collins matched up. And their middle linebackers are very bad. They lost Preston Smith. They cut Zach Brown. They are really struggling at the middle linebacker position. So that middle of the field should be open all day. Nicholson's a pretty good safety, but he's more playing deep. He's not going to come up in the box a whole lot. So Evan Ingram should have a huge, huge game. Like, I, I expect Evan Ingram to have 100 yards again. Hopefully a touchdown, but touchdowns aren't necessarily, like, telling of how good of a game a guy's played. But, yeah, I expect 100-plus for Evan Ingram pretty confidently in this one. So far through these first three weeks, Dave Gellman looks right for not re-signing Landon Collins. Now, hear me out. Jabril Peppers has not been amazing, but we are paying— Even if Landon Collins was playing well. That, yeah, it was it was the right decision. Yeah, I mean, like Landon Collins getting a six year, eighty four million dollar contract that reset the safety market. The Giants were in one no way willing to pay Landon Collins that much because while he had that great twenty sixteen year, he was pretty much injured in twenty seventeen and twenty eighteen. He was injured. Yes, he played through those injuries in those games, but he just hasn't been the same. What we're paying Jabril Peppers this year a million dollars or something like that. I'd rather pay that than what the Redskins are paying Landon Collins and. Maybe, was I mad at Dave Gellman for getting rid of Landon Collins? Yes, I was mad. I liked Landon Collins. But look at Josh Norman. When he went to Washington, what does Josh Norman did? Next to nothing. So maybe we should trust Dave Gellman that, may, that maybe he knows sometimes some good defensive players when he sees them. Because so far, when he got rid of Josh Norman, it was it controversial? Yes, but look what he did in uh, Carolina. Compare that to Washington. He's done nothing in Washington. Landon Collins so far has not been impressive. So, uh, yeah, as you said, Evan Ingram, I, I compare Evan Ingram to George Kittle sometimes. That Landon Collins game, I think what George Kittle did to Landon Collins in that 49ers game is exactly what Evan Ingram will do to Landon Collins in this Redskins game. He just can't cover tight ends. They just blow by him easily, and I believe the Redskins will use him in the same way. And I think Landon's going to have that little itch to try and do something more uh, aggressive, and it will cost him. I mean, look, he he fretted, the, or he didn't fret it. He, he made the comment that if he saw Dave Gelman on the sideline during pregame warm-ups, he would run him over. He, the guy obviously has animosity towards Dave Gelman, and I believe he'll let his emotions get the better of him in this game and will allow Evan Ingram to go out there and dominate against him. And, I mean, Josh Norman, I mean, he has no point in the NFCs anymore now that Odell's gone. That just felt like the only reason why he was here. So, yeah, they're just... They're just not good right now. I I would rather take Jabril Peppers, who he feel like he has done more stuff for us than Atlanta Collins has did for Washington so far. You mentioned the whole Dave Gettleman thing. There's a lot of guys on that team do not like Dave Gettleman. I think we should do what Tennessee did to the Browns. Try and make them undisciplined. Try and bait them. Because you know what? You know who else is mad? Our guys. Because all those guys have been talking trash about our team. They, like You don't think Evan Ingram t- was ticked off by all the chirping we got off offseason? You don't think Shep was was ticked off by all the chirp-offs all offseason? I'm telling you, that kind of stuff bothers guys. That's stuff they're talking about in the locker room this week. So try and bait them into making bad decisions and giving us a free 15 yards here and there, um, especially on defense when we get to the Eric Flowers thing. Uh, uh, but staying with the wide receivers and, and the receiving core, Sterling Shepard, uh, I expect him to play in the slot again. They have uh, a, a rookie, Jimmy Moreland, out of James Madison, who's a guy I actually liked, but didn't like him to start from you know day one. Uh, Shep can de- definitely take advantage of that. He's a, he's a smart wide receiver, knows how to run routes. And with Daniel Jones having his timing on with him, uh, I think that should be a really good matchup. And then Josh Norman, who I do want to talk about uh, in my giant factor a little more. Josh Norman's been getting deep, deep, deep all 
like I guess all year, but three games. But he's been getting beat consistently deep. We have to take shots, uh, and that's one reason I want us to try and establish the run, which we're, we'll get to in a second. But Josh Norman, there will be shots to be taken against him. Just one thing before I start talking about our receiver core in general. It feels so nice knowing that next week we finally get uh, gold to tape back, and it feels like our offense just gets more firepower. So that's good. But I'm with you, Josh Norman. As I said when I was talking about Atlanta Collins, Josh Norman, he has not been the same since he left Carolina to join Washington. Uh, he, As you said, he's been getting beat all year. The guy just isn't what he once was, and it, I, I hate Josh Norman with a passion. Uh, most Giants fans hate Josh Norman because we all remember the Carolina game back in 2015 or 14, whatever that was exactly. He's we a loud mouth, and he hasn't even been that good, which is the crazy thing. Yeah, that's the thing. He talks his trash, but what has he done? Nothing in Washington. Yes, he had a great year in Carolina. But Dave Gellman was right for not let, re-signing him and not going for that whole fight because he has done basically next to nothing after that one year in Washington. So I expect our guys to have a huge game. Sterling Shepard, I expect to have a huge game. That Jimmy Moreland guy, he is impressive. But I feel like just our receivers, I feel like are better than them, really. Darius Slayton, yes, he's a rookie, but the guy looked impressive last week, and I believe that Daniel Jones-Darius Slayton connection will continue into this week. And just knowing that we get reinforcements back next week is huge, but this receiving core is more than capable of handling this Washington secondary. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be a big day in the air overall. Let's talk about the run game, though. Obviously, Saquon's gone. We're not going to be as run-heavy as we would have been with Saquon. That being said, we still need to be a team that runs the ball. We still have a good offensive line, an offensive line that makes holes. And against... If there's any team that we can run the ball with without Saquon, it's got to be Washington. I mean, in week one, the Eagles ran the ball 26 times for 116 yards. The Cowboys, 27 times for 133. And the Bears, uh, 22 carries for 81. The Bears' offense isn't good. And they have all these – The Bears, I don't even want to talk about the Bears' offense. But in total, that's 75 carries for 330 yards, 4.4 yards per pop, 110 yards per game. we got to come out and try and establish the run early. That sets up the play action to go deep on Norman. That controls the clock, uh, keeps our defense off the field in a game where our offense should really thrive. We got to run the rock, Wayne Gallman. If you're like, this is this is the game for Wayne Gallman to have a game. I don't want to go too in depth because obviously it will spoil my giant factor, but. I have faith in Wayne Gallman. I put tons of stock in this guy. I was a fan of the draft when we first got him. This was, I thought he was the future of the Giants. Obviously, we got some guy named Saquon Barkley who is very, very good. But with him being gone and Wayne Gallman really probably playing for a contract, I believe in Wayne Gallman to go out there and have a good game. This is the game for him to do so. As you said, the Redskins' front line is not scary. And our offensive line should get a good push. I expect a huge game from Wayne Gallman. And I expect some big runs from John Hilleman. Uh he has it's his first real NFL action, and he's going to want to go out there and prove himself. So I expect big things from our running back this Sunday. Side note: the the Packers Eagles game just started. BJ Goodson is a starting middle linebacker for the Green Bay Packers. It would be nice to still have him, maybe. It really would. That's what. Never mind. We're not going to get into that. Um, no, we're not complaining about. We're not complaining at this point. Uh, uh, anything? Yeah. So we got to establish the run. We have to establish the run. We have to do it early. Um, every, like I said, when I read those stats off, every team did it 22 plus times. Um, and that will help us, like I said, control the clock, keep our defense off the field. That is suspect. 
and it makes everything easier in the pass game. If we can con- like control the clock, run the ball, it's, it's, it's not like any groundbreaking analysis, but it's true. It really is. We need to run the ball. Um, I know people think, oh, just pass, pass, pass. Pass plays get more yards. But when you run the ball and when you do it on first down, it sets up other things. So I know all the nerds like to come out and say, passing the ball actually gains much more yards on first down. Teams shouldn't run the ball on first down. It's like, yeah, you know what else running the ball does? It sets up your pass game. Um, and like I said, they're they're going to rush four. They're going to play too deep. They're going to play zone. So they're, they're, the run game should be there. Um, and their guys up on the front, Ryan Kerrigan is still a monster. He's always been really good against the Giants. He's he, The stats don't tell the story, but Ryan Kerrigan has been a playmaker for them. Um, and then Montez Sweat. This is why you don't fall in love with 40 times, and this isn't to say that Montez Sweat won't be a great player. He's been very average at best, and he gets off the ball very slowly. So uh, I don't expect Nate Solder to be, like, taken for a ride uh, against Montez Sweat. That's at, least thing, ho- that, at least hopefully not. Yeah. There are some players that just – they may stink the whole regular season, but when they play the Giants, they play well. Like like Jason Witted always is a prop for us. Uh, Blake Jarwin, he's been a prop for us, especially last year. Who else? You got uh, Dallas Goddard. I feel like he's always good against us. They're just those players that are always good against us, but not against other teams, strangers. But Ryan Kerrigan is accepted. He's just a great football player. Just hasn't been putting up the numbers. But another huge test for Daniel Jones this week. He doesn't have the star in Saquon Barkley, so he's got to adjust that. I mean, it, it's, it's perfect. I'm mean, Obviously, I'd rather have Saquon out there, but we're preparing Daniel Jones so well that he's going to have to learn to be out there. Rely- and he did this already last week. He did lead the game with a drive without Saquon. Saquon's out for basically that whole game. So a lot of just – it's just Daniel Jones has another opportunity to go out there and prove himself. I mean, I, I read this. That's funny. Like the average price for ticket prices this week's game was like $167. Ticket prices have risen since Daniel Jones has become the quarterback because there's hope in this locker room. Like media reporters up here from like NBC News was talking about the locker room has a different feel. This Just this team has a different vibe around them. How Daniel Jones, like when he's not around the media, he's more of an intense person to with the offense and the defense. So, I mean – it's just a fun time to be a Giants fan because Daniel Jones, for one game, yes, we're hyping up one game, but still, he has shown he has the it factor and all the potential to go out there. And I believe this is just another game where Daniel Jones will pad his stats. Also, I read Madden only races overall by one. I'm not complaining. It's a video game, but still, only you one know, overall. I tried to not, like, because complaining about Madden can be, like, corny. It's like, who cares? But at the same time, it's like, put some respect on it. Like, are you guys just running a joke over there? Like six. All right, so a lot of people are starting podcasts today. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Their creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will, di- will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one play. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started You'll be glad you did. All right. On the defensive side of the ball, we've been struggling. We have been struggling. And not against great offenses. Tampa's offense ain't great. Buffalo's offense ain't great. And I'm telling you, do not underestimate this Washington offense. Uh, Case Keenum is going to play at QB. It's not a for sure thing because, you know, Haskins gotten a few first team reps, Colt McCoy, but, but, Case Keenum is going to start. 
Uh, no doubt in my mind about that. Uh, he did practice on Thursday. So Case Keenum will be the starter. Case Keenum has played all right so far this season. He's completing uh, 69% of his passes, over 300 yards per game, 7.5 yards at an attempt, which is pretty good. The seven touchdowns and three interceptions. And honestly, I don't really, I don't really take much away from the Chicago game. That Chicago defense is so good. Um, really, what I paid attention to more so was the Dallas and Philly game because that Chicago defense will make any offense look bad. So I didn't look and like, wow, these guys are really horrible. And no, that Chicago defense is just really good. The thing about Keenum, though, he's gonna he's gonna operate short. He's gonna throw short passes. He's not gonna go like throw to like you know 15 yards to the sideline. He doesn't have the arm for that or the willingness to do that. Um, he's really gonna dink and dunk over the middle. And then when he takes his deep shot, it's going to be to like guys like Terry McLaurin. So when Terry McLaurin, who we'll talk about if he even is going to play, but that like he he will take he's going to take a few deep shots, but he's not going to be like testing our our safeties deep all game long. Although with the way our guys have played, they just might. Uh, so Case Keenum, uh, I think he's a pretty decent player. He can win a game. He could torture our defense. Uh, I think he's like I said, he's going to pick on our middle linebackers. If Ogletree and Tay Davis, neither one of those guys play. If one of those guys plays, I'm way more confident in this game. But if both those guys are out, you got Ryan Connolly in there with Stupar or David Mayo. I expect them to attack the middle of the field all game. Uh, I would expect Vernon Davis to have a big game. But yeah, Case Keenum, like I don't, I don't think we have to worry about him just, you know, just getting into it, like playing like Jameis did or or like Dak did. But he can have a very concise, good game against us. No, yeah, I mean Case Keenum, he's played well, and I mean, he he was while he was very good in Minnesota, he had a very down year in with Denver. But I believe Case Keenum is a fine quarterback. But yeah, I mean, look at our defense; they're they're not a scary bunch. This is why we're not underestimating the Washington Redskins because we are without Alec Ogletree, who has been a a not very good, but he has he is a key part to this defense. Tay Davis is out, so that means we got Ryan Connolly and Nate Stupar. And David Mayo as our linebackers that we could use. That's not a scary group to be afraid of. And Janoris Jenkins struggled last week, but let me make that was against Mike Evans. But still, I hold grudges for some strange reasons, and I will not forget that until he plays well. I did the same with Antonio Hamilton, DeAndre Baker. While he played fine last week, I believe they'll still use the safety help with Antoine Buffet over him. I need Jabril Peppers to go out there and have a big game. Uh, he needs to go out there and, and throw Case Keenum off his game because the Bears did just that. We're not the Bears defense, but I feel like because they may not have Brandon Sheriff, their guard. He's a key part to that defense, and that will allow – well, Eric Flowers has not played amazing. I feel like he has played better for Washington than he played for us. So that's, I guess, a, a plus for Washington, I guess. I don't know. It's Eric Flowers. but Flowers has played all right, but he also hasn't been asked to do a yeah. Um, when you're down, teams aren't going to blitz you like crazy. So, like, he hasn't had a whole lot of responsibilities. Um, so, while Flowers hasn't played bad, when, you know, when I went to go watch uh, their games to get ready for this show the last couple of days, I was expecting, like, Flowers is going to be bad. I'm like, oh, he's actually doing all right. But like you said, if Sheriff's out, then they have two bad guards in because Eric Flowers is bad just because he wasn't pl- hasn't been playing bad the first two games. Then they'll have two bad guards. Their tackles, uh, Moses at right tackle is pretty good. Trent Williams, that whole thing. So they're weak at left tackle. Their center could be out. I don't know how serious that is. But Dexter Lawrence and B.J. Hill, I, I, if Sheriff's out, they should both have huge games. But whoever is – I think we should line up someone on Eric Flowers every 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 single down. 
I don't I understand offenses can, you know, change formations to where you can't usually always run like a three technique on the guard. But we know how bad Eric Flowers is and we know how much uh, Dexter Lawrence can push a back, push a pocket back and take advantage of a guard. He had a great game against Tampa. They should make a point on defense to line someone up, head up with Eric Flowers every play. Don't let him flow and then double with whoever needs help. That's where he can play all right. That's what he's been doing all season. Line somebody up on him all game long. And I think I, I wouldn't mind like playing a little bit of cover two and playing soft because Case Keenum is not going to go deep. And But I think we should blitz the crap out of him and force him to make mistakes because like if we do that, we're going to get picked in park, dinked and dunked, moved down the field. So I think we should really attack Case Keenum, force him to make decisions, force him to go, you know, throw balls when he's getting contested and one-on-one coverage, and like test our guys. Can DeAndre Baker? Can you have a good game against him? Uh, whoever's lined up on Terry McLaurin, can you stay with him? Uh, Paul Richardson can you know keep him from moving the chains. So and Grant Haley had a great game. So I, I would I'm really excited to see that Paul Richardson versus Grant Haley matchup in the slot. Uh, so I think this is a game where we should just throw a bunch of different looks at them instead of, uh, you know, in week one where it was just running cover two all game. Um, Tampa, we Tampa, we definitely mix it up. And, you know, with James Betcher's defense, the more comfortable with you go throughout the season. So I'm kind of rambling. But basically, attack Case Keenum and, and make him make quick decisions. I agree with that 100%. Uh, w- w- that one play, I keep hearing that home, but I want to see more of that when we – uh, Ogletree went inside and uh, Golden went outside and just threw Demar Dotson off. We don't have Ogletree, but still, we could run that play of Connolly and Golden if we wanted to. I, I'm with you. Blitz the crap out of Case Keenum, especially go after Eric Flowers. We know what he's not good at it, and teams for some reason for, feels like almost forget that they they for some reason don't attack him. I want him to get attacked. Make him work. Make him prove that he is a good guard. And if we just attack him, I believe we'll get that case, Keenum. Uh, Brandon Sheriff being out, that's another guy. Go attack their backup. Their starting center is going to be out. Washington's offensive line may not – could be very bad on Sunday. And if that's the case, I'll I'll take the risk. Blitz them like crazy because we can 100% get at case, Keenum. And then at that point, hopefully Jenkins has recovered from that bad game. DeAndre Baker could hopefully fall, fall into himself. There's an opportunity here to have a fantastic defensive game, and this could be the game that the defense gets the confidence they need to go out into it like a team like the Minnesota Vikings to go out there and have a great game. This is a game that can build confidence for a defense and have momentum for going forward. This is just a huge game in general because it could, one, really get us back into this NFC race a little bit here, get us into more of a catchable position. But just in general, it gains confidence for this defense. And that's what they need. They need confidence. They did not have confidence in that Dallas game. They did not have confidence in that first half of that Bills game. But that Bucks game, they get confidence, build upon that confidence this week. Yeah, and like you said, when you, you blitz, you force Eric Flowers to have to block somebody one-on-one. And he's just not going to do that. Uh, like, Don't get fooled by him playing all right because he hasn't had to do a whole lot. And then like Eric Flowers in the run game has been bad. Brandon Sheriff is good in the run game. But – they're going to try and run the ball. They start off every game trying to establish the run. They haven't been able to do it yet. AP, 22 carries for 62 yards. That's 2.8 yards per tote. And then Chris Thompson, 12 for 42. So none of neither one of those guys can average four. So if we can score points on offense, that forces in the pass. Then we start blitzing more. It could be a game where this defense plays really good, but I'm also not confident in the defense either. No, yeah, I'm not confident in the defense at all. 
we, I, I keep saying this at that Bills game. The, this guy was like, "Let's go defense." I'm. They're like, "We have a chance to win this game." But then I looked at him and I said, "Do you, know, you have you seen our defense?" He's like, "Yeah, but I hope." I'm like, "Don't hope with this defense." Uh, they're just. They're just not a good group. And James Betcher, I feel like last week he finally became the James Betcher we thought he would. He sent more blitzes at Jameis Winston. And I just want that to continue because we can 100% get at Case Keenum and make his day a nightmare. And it could just help out our defensive backs. Uh, they, they made a difference last week in Tampa. Hopefully they can make a defense again this week. And hopefully our secondary, especially Janoris Jenkins, could be more locked down this week. Yeah. And with Jenkins... I don't want to make excuses for Jenkins, but and we said this, Mike Evans is an amazing wide receiver. Like amazing wide receivers have amazing games. So, while I'm I'm not making an excuse for Jenkins, I'm also not worried about him going forward where people are like cut Jenkins, like come on now, we're not going to cut Jenkins. Um So yeah, their O-line if Sheriff's out, that makes a huge difference. That means we can pretty much win a battle at every single position consistently. Uh, BJ Hill, like I think, I think BJ Hill and, and Dexter Lawrence are like fighting over who gets to line up on Eric Flowers. Uh, BJ Hill, I think it was with Tom Rock, uh, where he's like, you know, he asked him about Eric Flowers, and he's like, he's a good player, and then they like they smirked at each other. So they both know that they can, you know, have a a really good game against Flowers. Uh, and then on the outside, Terry McLaurin, who might not play has been a beast for them. And he's a guy we t- actually talked about in our pre-draft shows. Somebody I liked a lot. I had him third after A.J. Brown and Hollywood Brown. He's got 16 uh, catches this year for 257 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, he's been their only deep threat. He's a playmaker, man. I'm telling you, he made life easy for Haskins at Ohio State. He is really good. Um, and with DeAndre Baker's struggles, with Janoris Jenkins getting beat on deep balls by Mike Evans, if he's there and healthy and ready to go, we have to have someone over the top on him because uh, he could have a really big game. He could, he could, you know, be responsible for two touchdowns. He's been a playmaker for them. He's done everything from, you know, short, intermediate to deep. He is a guy I really like, and I, I think that the Redskins got a steal uh, with him in the third round. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Terry McLaurin, he's, a, he's been very good. And losing him would be huge, and I feel like it would just give our defense – an even bigger break because he's just someone that Case Keenum has relied on heavily, and losing him would just be a big blow to the Washington Redskins. I, I feel like also Jordan Reed, uh, just terrible what's going on with him, but I feel like Washington is also he's very— He's never playing again. No, he, he never is. But I feel like losing him just really hurt this team because he's just such a, a key guy to them, and unfortunately he's gone. But— just Terry McCollin, he's such a big piece of this Redskins team, and him missing Sunday would just be huge. And also, uh, Mystery Relevant from 2018 hasn't been Mystery Irrelevant so far. Terry Quinn, been very good, and he's someone I've been keeping my eye on, so he could be someone in line for a big game as well. So keep your eye on Terry. Did I say Terry? It's Trey Quinn. It's Trey Quinn, Mystery Relevant from the 2018 draft. Yeah, they're wide receivers. They're they're. McLaurin has the ability to be great, but the other guys aren't going to wow you. Um, Paul Richardson, he can move the ball uh, on third down pretty well. He's got 19 catches for 135 yards this season, so he's not going to beat you deep and get these big plays, but he's somebody consistent that can you know go over the middle. Uh, and then Sims Jr., the, he's like a little, I guess, he's a wide receiver, but he's kind of like a scat back. They haven't been able to do it successfully yet, 
But watch for him in motion. They're going to try and get him like some plays in space. He's kind of like a DeAnthony Thomas guy. Um, I don't even know where he went to college, but I noticed that uh, when I was watching them that they try and run these motions and, and bubble screens for him to make some kind of plays. So he's just somebody, you know, when he's in, when you see him in motion, just keep your eye on him. Um, little dude, number 15, Sims Jr. Um, Chris Thompson, obviously out of the backfield, is a really good wide receiver. Uh, but with, I think we'll be all right. The struggle, like like I said, we talked about our D-line with B.J. Hill and, and Dexter Lawrence. We talked about blitzing. I think Golden. O'Shane Zimenez, who has played really good so far. I did the the numbers, like his next to Josh Allen. Um, he's played half the snaps and had almost the same production. O'Shane, I, I really would love to see him have a great game against their left tackle. Marcus Golden, I like like we said about Marcus Golden, if you got bad technique, he's going to take advantage of you and and – uh, even Moses, who's a decent right tackle, struggles with his technique at times. So Marcus Golden can make some plays. I think the biggest worry is our middle linebackers. Ryan Connolly, who – not Ryan Connolly. But if David Mayo or Nate Stupar are playing, that's – that's, you know, they're, they're, they're the worst player on the field. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, I'm not confident. I hyped Nate Stupar up, but we all know the guy completely forgot how to tackle – Especially in that uh, in the preseason, so I'm I'm very nervous with how our linebackers play. Not in Ryan Connolly, but the guys behind him. And yeah, Marcus Golden is really coming to himself, and I believe we're finally seeing the true Marcus Golden. Shane Zimmerman is impressive. So this pass rush is slowly but surely coming alive. Now we need B.J. Hill to get in there. Dalvin Tomlinson. We need Dexter Lawrence. I mean, the teams have a double team in Dexter Lawrence like crazy. We haven't been able to get a look at it. People are like, oh, Dexter Lawrence. Is a bust. It's hard to call a player a bust when he just get a double team like crazy. I mean, he's he a already, bamf. Yeah, you, oh, but he should know to get around it. If you, you try to get double teamed by three hundred pound men and try and get around that, Dexter Lawrence, I respect you for what you're doing. While you haven't made an impact yet, I believe you will make an impact one of these games. Yeah, he's made. I, I thought uh, against Tampa, he had a really good game. Um, and then. Lorenzo Carter, who's been like kind of the quietest guy in the defense, don't take that as him playing bad. He just hasn't had the numbers or the wow plays. He had a couple plays on uh, against Tampa where, you know, Jameis is moving up in the pocket. And Lorenzo Carter sacks him, but he sacks him one yard past the line of scrimmage, so it doesn't count as a sack. So Lorenzo Carter and Golden and O'Shane are in a healthy rotation. That being said, Danny, it's time for our giant factor of the week this is where we can take guys that are x factors but we call them giant factors because this is the giant show i hope to get to a point in the show eventually where i don't feel like i need to explain that for every show but nonetheless danny who is your giant factor i've been hammering him home for, for basically this whole offseason it is wayne gallman now you may be like ah, oh, wayne gallman he's not that good i have faith in wayne gallman to go out there and be good. In his uh, junior year of college, on 232 attempts, he had 1,133 yards. He averaged 4.9 yards a game and 17 touchdowns. His sophomore year, 282 yards, 1,514 yards. He averaged 5.4 and 13 touchdowns. And then while he didn't do anything last year, that's because we had Saquon Barkley. His stats in 2017, let's look at him. Uh, he had a, on 111 attempts, he had 476 yards, no touchdowns, but he had one touchdown in the receiving game. But the problem in 2017 is our offensive line was terrible and full with injuries, so that wasn't a true look at Wayne Gallman. You go to 2018 and see what he did when Saquon was in there. 
Obviously, his all his stats went down basically. 51 attempts for 176 yards. This is a huge opportunity for Wayne Gallman to go out there and prove what he brings, not only to the Giants, but what he could bring to other teams. Because, I mean, at this point, I believe Wayne Gallman really, this is the best chance he has the opportunity to go out there and prove everyone wrong. Yes, he's an un- unrestricted free agent in 2021, but still, teams are going to want to see what he could do without Saquon. In the preseason, there are some plays that both me and you said he should have bounced outside that Saquon would have. This time, I need Wayne Gallman to take a little more risk there and bounce that football outside. Trust in your instincts. Because uh, he could go out there and make a name for himself, and maybe the Giants are this year looking like uh, maybe he's not our guy we want. Uh, go out there and prove to Dave Gellman and Pat Sherman you're the guy they want. They could have gotten rid of him. They could have brought in someone else, but they didn't because they believe he brings something to this team, and this is his best chance to go out there and prove it with a capable offensive line, a very good rookie quarterback that can we could draw out the play action or we could just – don't get away from the run game because that's something that I did not like in that Bucks game that luckily it didn't affect us really. We went away from the run game. Once Saquon went down, Wayne Gallman barely got that football. Do not get away from the run game because it will help Daniel Jones. It will help the offense as a whole. And I trust in Wayne Gallman to go out there and dominate. I'm not, I think Wayne Gallman will have a touchdown this week. I'm making that prediction right now. I don't want to know how many carries he'll have. I'm not saying he'll break 100 yards, but Wayne Gallman will have a touchdown this week, and that's why Wayne Gallman is my giant factor of the week. Yeah, like we said before, if there's, if there's a game where Wayne Gallman's going to have a big game, it's this game. My giant factor, a guy who was hurt all of training camp, got to play one preseason game. Then he got hurt again and missed the first two weeks of the season. And as a fifth-round pick in his first game after playing a half of preseason football, he got 50% of the snaps, and he did well with it. He had three catches for 80-plus yards. My giant factor is Darius Slayton. Darius Slayton, Golden Tate is coming back next week. Cody Latimer very well might play this week. There's going to be a fight for who gets reps on the outside. Darius Slayton, you have the speed to be that guy. You've shown the talent. You've run intermediate routes. You had a drop, but you've looked. Pretty dang good. And now we got Josh Norman on the other side, who, like we said before, has been getting beat deep all season long. We got to take shots against Josh Norman, and Darius Slayton needs to be the guy on the outside to do it. Darius Slayton can have a huge game. He could have a 70, 80-yard freaking touchdown against Josh Norman. Darius Slayton, big play slay. Go out there. Be a champ. Fight for reps on this team. Become a key part of this team. And be a giant factor. Darius Slayton, you are my week four giant factor i love that choice darius slater he he daniel jones and darius slater i feel is the future of this team and darius slater had a very good game the guy played 50 percent of the snaps as you said the guy was injured for basically the whole of preseason they put that much faith in him that dime that daniel jones delivered to darius slater it's beautiful I have faith for Darius Slayton, and I believe he'll go out there and have a big game. And, I mean, he's going to give Cody Latimer a run for money. Because maybe another good game here this week. Maybe the Giants are looking at him like, well, because Daniel Jones and Darius Slayton worked on their chemistry in training camp, and that was Eli and Latimer trying to get it going. Maybe the group is Golden Tate, Jalen Shepard, and Darius Slayton. It's a big week because, as you said, Tate's coming back next week. Latimer, I don't think he'll play this week. Uh, yeah, I think he'll be good to go next week. But go out there and say, hey, I'm better than Cody Latimer. Put me in front of him. And just go out there and ball, because this is a week to do it. Definitely. All right, game predictions. Giants 70, Redskins negative one because of penalties from Eric Flowers and Landon Collins. Yeah, I agree with that. Giants 70, Redskins one. And, and, you know, I, I don't know why, but I feel like we're going to be blowing them out so well the Giants are going to pull Daniel Jones and put Eli Manning in there. I feel like that's what could happen. 
Get him some valuable reps to learn. Just yeah, kidding. Eli needs That's to learn make his a, reps. A lot of Eli fans really mad. Um, oh yeah, I'm be... Eli fan too. But that that kind of stuff makes the like the diehards pretty true. Oh yeah, and I feel like Eli was so annoyed. They, the pastor was like, Eli, go in there. He just looked at the scoreboard. He's gonna go out there and play. Do that. We put Tanny in before that. He, that's. Uh, but Tanny's never like... active though. That's the problem. Oh, that's true. All right, well, Daniel Jones, you're playing the whole game. <laughs> that's the whole thing. Like I remember basketball. Yeah. JV basketball my freshman year, I got suspended, um, and then I got into it with a coach. And then so, like, the last game of the season, he just wasn't playing me. And I was the best center on the team, and he wasn't playing me. And so in garbage time with five minutes left, he's like, go in. I'm like, no, I'm not going in. I'm not a garbage time player. I'm not going in. Um, and I was an a-hole as a ninth grader. I'll be honest. Like, I was, I was very conceited and a diva. Who was I? Just the best center on some JV basketball team? Anyways. Uh, not even far definitely not game. mad at you still, Coach Green. <laughs> uh, just put him on blast. Coach Green, he was a bad coach. He would just run us to death. I was like, dude, we're not going to win by just running. Anyways, I, I don't want to bring up JV basketball. Again. You're just going to get an angry DM from Coach Green. <laughs> yeah, what if he's like our number one listener? Uh, <laughs> he buys all our merch. Yeah, he's like the number one. He's like my number one supporter. He's like, I coached this guy in JV basketball. Like, I'm, I'm super supportive of him. And he's like, oh, my gosh, why is this guy blasting me? Um, much love, Coach Green, even though I think you're a horrible coach. Um, all right, that's a show. We'll be back Monday to recap a Giants win, hopefully. And we'll do our pregame show on Instagram, on the gram. Oh, and make sure you get your reviews in and send me a screenshot of it and on Facebook Messenger, Instagram DMs. Like, just send it to me somehow. And that way I can enter you in. We'll do the live uh, raffle in less than a couple of weeks. And that's how we'll know. So if you don't have, if you don't send me a screenshot, you're not going to get entered for the free t-shirt. But if you haven't done it already, do it. Get yourself a free t-shirt. By the way, like we, you know, I don't ask for reviews every show. And our reviews have been kind of weak. We throw something free out there. All of a sudden, we're just getting reviews like crazy. Um Y'all gold most, diggers. Most of them have been very nice. One, I actually respected. He's like, I don't listen, but I want a free shirt. Uh, I, I like that. I respected one. that one so much right there. I was like, <laughs> you know what? I respect your honesty right there. <laughs> yeah, I, I appreciate that. All right. Let's get a Giants victory. And let's go Big Blue. <laughs>